The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you are here. I just have to start with a huge shout out to you. Those of you who have started listening to this show from the very beginning, I cannot tell you how much it means to me to know that everything that I am sharing is reaching you in this beautiful container. It's something that I have been hoping for for a really long time. And now we're here and the momentum is going. In fact, I wanted to start by reading just a few reviews from some of you. If you go on Apple podcasts and If you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, just go ahead and leave a review. It could be one or two sentences. And if you leave a review before March 27th, 2022, you will have the chance to win some AirPods and you can listen in style. That is just something that I want to give to you because I know that it takes extra time and energy to share your review. And yet, By doing this at such an early phase, it's going to just support the message and help spread the light even further. As people start to scroll Apple Podcasts or Spotify and they look for inspiration, if they come upon the Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger podcast, they're going to look and see some of your words and your reviews, and it's going to help them to understand the essence of who I am, the essence of my message. And I cannot thank you enough for for your support with this, especially at the beginning. And if you're tuning in a year from now or down the road, I just want to also say thank you for coming back to this episode and coming back to the beginning where you're going to get some extremely foundational skills in these first few episodes. In fact, the first few episodes are solo, and I actually started with episode one and two, helping you with your manifestations. It was less focused on feng shui and more focused on once you set your intention, how do you let go and let the universe show you what to do? How do you step back and trust that creative solutions are happening on your behalf and there's nothing you have to do to control it. The feng shui works for you. So if you need a little bit of guidance and inspiration on if you're having trouble, especially with patience, the P word that everyone loves so much, 
or doesn't love, should I say. If you're having some trouble with patience or you feel like things are not working out and you feel like you're having trouble surrendering and you just want to control everything, episode one and two are really for you. Today in episode three, we're going to dive right in to my wheelhouse, which is teaching. I'm going to be teaching in the next two episodes some really foundational skills. If you're a beginner, this is for you. If you are already an expert, this is also for you. This is new content that I have never shared before like this. So I'm excited to bring you along. Today's topic is four of the biggest Bagua mistakes and how to avoid them. So if you're familiar, I use a tool called the Bagua map to help manifest in specific areas of life. You have a wealth area, a career area etc. And we'll get right into that in just a moment. But I just want to start out with a couple of um, highlight and shout out to a few of you who left reviews, and then we'll get right into our topic today. So um, this is from Megan. She said, I love Christina's podcast. Listening to her speak feels like sitting down with a friend over coffee. She is inspiring and gives great, great advice to apply in real life. Thank you, Megan. I feel like I'm sitting down having a cup of coffee with you too. In fact, I absolutely love coffee. So hopefully if you're listening right now, you are able to have a a sip of Joe with me. Here's another um, review. This one is from Style Lady. She said, I really enjoyed Christina's stories of how she used feng shui for manifesting. I learned that manifesting may happen in a different way than you expect. Who knew? So entertaining and helpful. Then she summarized the three steps at the end. I took notes. So thank you, Christina. Looking forward to more. Well, I am looking forward to so much more with you as well. And I would actually say probably get a notebook and a pen for almost any solo episode, because that's my jam. I like to teach you practical steps that you can apply right away and actually get some results. So you might want to grab pen and paper for today's episode, actually. Finally, I'm going to read this one. It's a little bit longer, but it's from Wonderlust. And I really liked this one because it was a very personal story about their journey and how they found me. She said, in November of 2020, my cousin introduced me to feng shui and Christina's approach to applying the concepts to your life and home. It came at the perfect time after I ended a long-term relationship and feeling stuck in all aspects of my life. I started following Christina on social media and also signed up for her emails and free guide. And I have found all of her communication to be extremely helpful. Christina is a consultant you can relate to. She is down to earth and always willing to help answer your questions and share all her knowledge on feng shui. I started by applying the concepts to my relationship area, and I immediately felt a shift in building relationships with new friends and loved interests. This was an immediate shift from not connecting or meeting anyone for a long time. Thank you, Wonderlust, for that gorgeous review, not only on my podcast, but just on your journey with me in general, you know, when you, when I started this journey of creating an email sequence and creating a free guide for you, 
that was exactly what I was hoping is that people who were new to my work could just sign up for my emails and get connected and hooked up right away. In fact, so this kind of leads us into today's topic, four of the biggest Bagwell map mistakes and how to avoid them. So what really got me hooked on feng shui in the first place is the feng shui Bagwell map. I've shared this story before where I started feng shui in 2012, right after my husband and I got married, we lived in the South Loop of Chicago in a loft style apartment. And at the time I just felt like I longed for something more in my life. And I channeled that energy into interior design. (laughs) So I was a teacher by day and I started to design our home by night. And in the process, I wanted to elevate the energy. And I had heard of this thing called feng shui. And one of the first things I learned was that in feng shui, you can use something called the Bagua map to activate nine different areas of your life. And I just remember feeling so surprised and also blown away to know that there was an area of my home, which represented my my wealth. And there's an area of your home that represents your relationships. And there's an area that represents your career. And all of this information was very exciting to me because what it meant was you could target specific areas of your home in order to make changes in your life. How empowering is that, right? So I actually put this to the test and I started to make adjustments. Of course, I started in the wealth area and I also feng shui our bedroom and front door because those were two of the areas that were really recommended to start. And what ended up happening is the months following those feng shui adjustments that I had done with intention The months following were a total whirlwind with major shifts, major changes and breakthroughs. My husband got a promotion that was completely unexpected on his flight. He just, he went to LA to go to the training for his new job, came home. And then I announced to him that we were expecting our first baby. And then we ended up buying our first house with grace and ease and life just took off from there. And since then I've become a certified feng shui consultant and author and everything. But I share this with you because the feng shui Bagua map is a very foundational piece of my work. And when you go to my site, if you don't have a Bagua map, go to my site or go to my Instagram and get the free feng shui 101 guide, which is just a three page PDF with my three-step method. And today we're really going to focus on step one, which is look at the Bagua map and identify which rooms of your house correlate to which areas of your life. When you get my free guide and the Bagua map, you will also automatically start to get my emails. So I have an email sequence set up for you where you will get three videos. The first video is going to really focus on this topic, which is how to put the Bagua map on your floor plan so that you can make sure that you know where your wealth area is and your career area is. I find that this is 
a very powerful tool and I'm grateful that I can give it to you for free on my site. I'm grateful that I can give it to you for free with the video and everything. But I will say this, today's topic is that there are some big mistakes that people make. These might be considered more advanced and yet they are very common. So I really want to create this episode in particular so I can share this with you down the road as questions come in because I get these kinds of questions a lot and I really want to support you. I really want you to lay the battle map on your home with confidence because it's really in my three-step method, that's the very first thing you need to do is get familiar with the bagel map and figure out which areas of your home correlate to which areas of your life. So we're going to get right into it. And I just want to also say on a side note, when you get my feng shui bagel map and the free, when you get the feng shui free one-on-one guide, you will start to also get my emails that I send every Sunday. And those emails are just updates on what's going on. If there's a new moon phase, if there's a Mercury retrograde going on, like there is right now, actually, I kind of just fill you in on all the things on Sunday. So I would love to have you on that email list if you're not already there. All right, let's get started. All right. The first biggest mistake when using the bagel map is people forget to use their front door. I know it sounds, if you've been doing this for a while, maybe it sounds silly, but this is, this is not silly. This is true life. This happens. So let me break it down for you. When you have the feng shui bagua map, you always lay it on the front door. That's the BTB school feng shui that I teach. That's how I always refer to the bagua map. So When you lay the bagel map on your front door, that means that you are either entering at the bottom of the map. You have to visualize this, but at the very bottom of the map, there's three different squares at the bottom. There's nine squares all together. It's a nine square grid and it's like a tic-tac-toe. There's three rows and three columns, right? So when you walk in your door, you're either in the front and left area of your home, which is the wisdom knowledge area, or you're the front center area of your home, which is the career area, or you're in the front right area of your home, which is the helpful people travel area. That's how you lay the bagel. Then when you're standing at your front door, the far left area is the wealth and the far right area of your home is the relationship. So the reason why I wanted to really emphasize that you want to use your front door is because some people will say to me, well, Christina, I always enter in the side door or my garage door. So shouldn't I lay the bag of map there? And the answer is no, you don't lay the bag of map on the door. You always use, you lay the bag of map on your, I also wanted to bring this up as a big mistake in the sense that when I first started feng shui, I got really confused because there's another school of feng shui, like the traditional compass method. And the traditional compass method doesn't use the front door to lay the bagua map. Rather, they use compass directions. So for example, 
they'll say like the Southwest area of your home is the relationship area. So you'd have to like find the compass direction and that would be the relationship. And I just want to clarify that I'm not using compass directions when I talk about the Bagua map. And if you prefer to use that method, that's no problem whatsoever. And there's actually different aspects of the traditional feng shui method with the compass directions. There's specific things that I do follow. However, in general, actually, I won't say in general. However, when I talk about laying the Bagua map on your floor plan, the school that I teach and share with you is BTB school. So I'm always going to be referring to the front door. This is called the front door method, and it's very user-friendly. So if it seems simple, it truly is. So don't overthink it. Let's move on to the second biggest mistake when using the Bagua map. This was one that I actually made as a beginner. I want to let you know that your garage is part of the Bagua map if it is attached to your house. So an attached garage is included in your Bagua map. Very important. Um, when I actually, right now where we live, the when you walk into our front door, you walk into the stairs, which that's a whole nother conversation. You walk into the foyer and the dining room in the center of our home. So it's the front center area is our dining room. So that's our career area. And then the front right area of our house is our garage. And that is the helpful people travel area. So our helpful people travel and our children creativity areas are all in the garage. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually very beneficial to have guas or areas of life that are represented in your garage because there's a lot of invisible cures that, and I say invisible, but there's a lot of adjustments in which you might hang a chime or a bamboo, a bamboo flute, and perhaps it wouldn't look really good in a living room or a kitchen, but if the adjustment is done in your garage, it's totally fine because no one's really going to see it. So you can actually get create, creative with the feng shui adjustments that you do in your garage. So I think it's actually a good thing to have areas of your life that correlate to the garage. And I also want to just mention that we're really focusing right now on the main floor. When I get to the fourth biggest mistake that's when we will talk about multiple levels. But I want to reframe your mind right now that as you're thinking about how to lay the Bagua map on your floor plan, if you've had any kind of questions or misconceptions, really just for now, just focus on that main floor. Okay, the third biggest Bagua map mistake is that people do not realize that they have a missing piece in their home. And the cure can actually be very easy to fix, but you don't want to ignore the fact that you have a missing piece. So this is a little bit more advanced. It can get a little complicated. So I am praying that I can explain this with simplicity and ease. Here we go. I'm going to give it a try. So what does it mean to have a missing piece? 
Well, essentially, when you look at the Bagel map and you see that it's a nine square grid, hopefully by now you've been able to lay the Bagel map on your main floor and you can visualize what it looks like and how to locate your wealth and your relationship and all the areas. However, the Bagua map is either a rectangle or a square, but all houses are not a perfect rectangle or square. If your house is a perfect rectangle or square, congratulations, you are totally going to dodge this next mistake. However, if you look, if you were to take an aerial shot or view of your floor plan and you notice that your floor plan is the shape of an L or your floor plan has a little bit of an indent towards the back of the house, that's considered maybe not a full missing piece, but it, it kind of, the rule here is what you would do if you want to get real exact. What I usually do when I do a consultation is I'll actually just tell clients to give me the floor plan of their home that the builder gave them, or I ask them to draw the floor plan of their home to scale to the best of their ability and label major rooms and furniture pieces and things like that and, and the stove and everything. And the direction, then what I do for you, if you are doing a consultation with me, is I will divide each space. I'll put like a tic-tac-toe grid on your floor plan and each square is going to be equal sized, right? And then if there's any part of the house that is missing and there's an area, it could be half, if it's, if it's less than halfway in that square, like, so there's not enough, like the room is smaller than in like a square, if that makes sense, a gua, that's when I know that there's like a missing piece. So what you'll want to do is make up for that space in different ways. So I'm going to give you a simple wave. I have an actual story where this happened when I was in a feng shui consultation with a couple who wanted to ex expand their family. They were a young married couple. Uh, they had maybe a dog at the time and they were ready to, to have a baby, but they were having difficulty with it. Well, one thing that I noticed when giving them their feng shui consultation is they were missing the relationship area of their home. So what I did as a consultant is I energetically closed that area for them. And the relationship area represents the female energy of the household. So this was very important, especially for her desire to have a child to strengthen her personal energy. And I am happy to report that within a year, they did end up having a baby. Now, since I can't really go into detail as to how I energetically did it, what I can tell you is this, it tends to be mostly common. It's not always, but it tends to be very common for the missing piece to be like in the far back right, which is the relationship or the far back left, which is the wealth. In fact, when I was growing up, we were missing our wealth area of our floor plan. We weren't always missing it. We actually put an addition on our house. And once we put the addition on the house, 
that created a missing piece because it didn't go across the whole house. And so there was a missing piece at the back of the house where the wealth area should have been. So this is what my advice to you is going to be, is if you have a missing piece in your home, let's say you're missing a wealth area of your house, then I would, with intention, activate the wealth area in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your living room, and anywhere else you can do it. But for sure, those places, your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, always activate the wealth area of those spaces, of of those rooms, because you have to make up for the fact that you don't actually have the wealth area in your overall floor plan. Does that make sense? I wish I could, could get a thumbs up from you or whatever, but since I can't see you, you can leave comments. I don't know if, probably not on the podcast. Why don't you go to Instagram, say something on one of my Instagram posts, because I really like getting questions in the comments of my posts, I'm really good about responding. And the reason why I prefer that over DM is because other people then can, it can be transparent and other people can learn from your questions. So I hope I was able to explain that to you with dignity. I didn't mean to confuse anyone, but if you are listening to this and you're thinking, "Uh oh, I think I might have a missing piece (laughs) and you're still confused, please feel free to reach out to me, at least on Instagram, um, or you can even go to my website. That would be fine too. Okay. The last mistake that people make is they aren't exactly sure how to lay the bag of map on their floor plan in the second floor. So, or the basement. So anytime you go upstairs or downstairs, the bagel map starts over again and we need to lay it on there. So let's go with, if you have a two bedroom house and you walk up the stairs, then your bedrooms at the top of the stairs, the far back right bedroom is in the relationship area and the far back left bedroom is in the wealth area. And depending on where the stairs are, you're either entering into the wisdom and knowledge, career, or helpful people travel area of your second floor. Now, what if there are bedrooms behind the stairs? If that's the case, those bedrooms are outside of the bagel map. So they're not really going to help you manifest much of anything because they're just kind of back there. It doesn't necessarily mean you should just clutter them up because if you want to get real detailed, they are still part of your overall floor plan if you were to take an aerial shot of it. But here's what I would share is if you have any, have any bedrooms behind the stairs, maybe all your bedrooms are behind the stairs. I'm not sure. There's all sorts of different architecture out there. If that's you, the child or the adults that sleep in those bedrooms, they might feel left out of the family. So the way to bring those bedrooms into the bagel map is quite simple. You can get a convex mirror or a large mirror. And when you walk up the stairs at the very top of the stairs, hang a, hang a large mirror. And that large mirror is going to pull in those bedrooms into the bagel map. 
Okay. So again, I'll repeat it one more time. You walk up the stairs and you hang a large mirror at the top and it could be a convex mirror that kind of bubbles out. Cause that's really going to energetically pull everything in. Then you would um, hang it there and that's going to pull all of the bedrooms or rooms that are not in the bagua into it. And the same goes for a basement. So for, again, I, I feel that this is a little bit advanced, but it's also so common that I feel like it's worth expressing this to you right now. And depending on where you are in your feng shui journey, this might feel like too much and that's okay. But if you have already been practicing feng shui for a long time, this is hopefully going to give you an opportunity to rethink your practice or just reevaluate it just to make sure that you're, you're kind of on the right track. But when you go to your basement, like in my situation, you walk downstairs and you almost hit a wall because as I walk down the stairs, all the rest of the basement, it's, it's behind the stairs. So I literally have to turn to the right and go to the living space or turn to the left and go to the living space where the kids playroom is. And essentially what that means is that the entire basement is outside the bagua map. So what did I do? Walked down the stairs, hung up a big mirror to pull the basement into the bagua map so that it could also serve as a little bit of a manifesting station, <laughs> right? Because I always, every time I decorate any room, I try to do it with intention. I try to use the shapes and colors that are going to activate that area of life. And we're actually going to get more into that in the next episode. We're going to start talking about what colors and what shapes to, to use for different areas of life. So just as a recap, the four biggest mistakes when using the feng shui bagua map are People forget to use the front door. So make sure you're using your front door for the bagua every time you lay it down on your floor plan. And don't worry about those compass directions. The other biggest mistake people make is that they forget to include the garage when they lay the bagua on their floor plan. Make sure you're including it if it is attached to your house. If your garage shares a roof with your home, then it's included. There's a missing piece. Sometimes people don't realize that the bagua map is going to need nine equal guas or areas. So if your house doesn't fit into a perfect rectangle or a perfect square, you might have a missing piece. And that's okay because in feng shui, there's always a cure. And I gave you suggestions on how to remedy that, okay? And finally, the fourth biggest mistake is that people aren't sure how to lay the bagua map on the basement or how they are supposed to lay it on the second floor. So I tried to give some clarification of how you lay the bagua map on the second floor or the basement of your home. And I hope that this gives you a little bit more confidence when you're laying the bagua map on those spaces. So I really wanted to differentiate this lesson. I hope that, you know, I want you to know that if you're brand new to feng shui and you're just getting started, Let's tear this, right? Let's tear this for you. I would just start by laying the bagua map on your bedroom, especially if it feels overwhelming to do the whole floor plan. The second tier I would say is if you feel confident, lay the bagua map on your main floor and just get comfortable with that. 
And then once you get more advanced, you can start to move into the second level of your house or the basement. And I hope that that helps you. A call to action is simply just to take a picture of anything that you're doing as far as activating the bagua. If you're taking, if you are sketching pictures of your floor plan and laying the bagua, please tag me in that. Share the work that you're doing. I found out about feng shui 10 years ago, and I can't believe I had never heard of it before. This was before Instagram stories ever existed. So now we have this gift of technology and share the light, share the love. Can you imagine how incredible it might be for someone who feels like they're struggling financially or feels like they're struggling in their marriage or struggling in their career? If you were able to share this empowering method of feng shui with someone who has never heard of it before, just by sharing this in your story that you are trying to lay the bagua map on your floor plan, this could honestly change someone's life. I know it changed mine when I learned about feng shui. I hope it changes yours. Thank you so very much for being here for the third episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. It was a joy to spend some time with you today. I look forward to talking with you more and I can't wait to come back for the next episode where I'm going to help you design the life that you deserve. See you next time. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.